بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سورة يونس سورة هود and سورة يوسف were revealed consecutively towards the latter Meccan stage Surah Yunus is really the surah to read if a person is facing doubts and confusion regarding destiny, divine destiny, qadr, or the purpose of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. The surah starts off with an emphatic beginning, Alif Lam, alif lam Ra, Tilka Ayatul Kitab Al Hakim. Alif Lam Ra, these are the verses of the book full of wisdom, Kitab Al Hakim. The book full of wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hakim. And his book, his revealed word is also Al-Hakim, full of wisdom. Hikmah means literally to put something in its correct place. The key to understanding the purpose of creation and to understanding destiny is to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed everything for a specific wisdom and purpose. The opening verses of this uh, surah are all about the magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and the purpose and precision with which he has placed everything. In verse 5, هُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمَرَ نُورًا وَقَدَّرَهُ مَنَازِلَ لِتَعْلَمُوا عَدَدَ السِّنِينَ وَالْحِسَابِ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ يُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ it is he who has made the sun a shining thing and a moon as a light and measured out their stages that you might know the number of years and the reckoning. Allah did not create this except in truth. He explains the ayat in detail for people who have knowledge. Many aspects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation are mentioned in these opening passages and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the wisdom and the signs which we can gain from these aspects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. The key point to focus on in this verse which we have just recited مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ and he did not create this except in truth. The word haqq truth is repeated 23 times in this surah and it is the key to understanding and accepting the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's magnificent creation you will come to the conclusion that there is nothing except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed it with a purpose and a wisdom you will then come to the conclusion that there is nothing in the Qur'an, not a single letter, not a single verse or word, except that has a wisdom and a purpose. When a person is going through intellectual confusion about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the solution is not to feed it with more and ever elongated debates and discussions, but it's to reflect back to to reflect back on the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge and wisdom. The stories of the prophets in this surah all show how the prophets put their complete trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while preaching to their people. Interestingly, all the prophets mentioned in this surah are connected by a single theme. The main prophets mentioned are Nuh, Musa and Yunus alayhi salam. Can you think... What do all these prophets have in common? Perhaps pause this audio and reflect for a few seconds. What does Nuh, 
Musa and Yunus all have in common? Well, of course, they're all connected to water in some way. Nuh alayhi salam, his people were destroyed by the great flood which swept across the entire human civilization of that time. Musa alayhi salam, of course, the river Nile and the Red Sea, which flooded and drowned Pharaoh and his soldiers. And of course, Yunus with the famous story of being swallowed by the whale. So they're all connect- connected to water in some way or another. In this surah, you also find the dua of Musa السلام, against his people. وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ آتَيْتَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَلَأَهُ زِينَةً وَأَمْوَالًا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّ عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ رَبَّنَا اطْمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَاشْدُدْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى يَرَوُوا الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمِ and Musa said, O oh our Lord, you have indeed bestowed on Pharaoh and his chief splendor and wealth in this life, in the life of this world, our Lord, that they may lead people astray from your path. Our Lord, destroy their wealth and harden their hearts so that they will not believe until they see the painful torment. Now it's important to reflect here. There are two prophets in the Quran, both mentioned in this surah who made dua against their people for destruction. One is Musa alayhi salam and one is Nuh alayhi salam. Now a person might well question, surely it's the job of the prophets to guide their people, not pray for their destruction. Musa alayhi salam spent years and years calling his people to Islam. Nuh alayhi salam spent 950 years calling his people to Islam. They only made dua against their people once it had been revealed to them that nobody else is going to believe. Otherwise, it's not permissible for a prophet to make dua against his people. Only when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them revelation that not a single other person is going to believe, then comes the dua for destruction of their people. Also in this uh, surah, you'll find the description of Pharaoh's death and his body. When Musa alayhi salam and Bani Israel crossed the Red Sea, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the incident which took place. فَالْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةٌ وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ يَنْعَيَاتِنَا لَغَافِلُونَ And we took the children of Israel across the sea, and Pharaoh and his soldiers pursued them in tyranny and enmity until when drowning overtook him, he said, I believe that there is no deity except that in whom the children of Israel believe, and I am of the Muslims. Now, and you had disobeyed him before, and were of the corruptors. So today we will save you in body, that you might be of those who succeed you a sign. And indeed, many among the people of our signs are heedless. Subhanallah, when Pharaoh was drowning and the waves were crashing above his head, he made this kind of vain attempt to faith. But he was too proud and arrogant even to mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He simply said, the God of those who Bani Israel believe in. He didn't even want to use the name Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At this point, when the soul is coming out the throat, it's too late to believe. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised 
that he will preserve his body as a sign. Here is a man who claimed, Ana Rabbukumul A'la, I am your Lord the Most High. Here is a man who claimed, Ma lakum min ilahin ghayri, you have no God besides me. And there you can find in the Museum of Cairo, his body is still preserved, lifeless, just bones and hair, as a sign for all those that come after him, that this was the end of a man who claimed divinity, who claimed lordship. Also, you'll find the story of Yunus alayhi salam in the end of this surah. And there is a difference between the story of Yunus and the story of Pharaoh. Pharaoh believed, or Pharaoh claimed belief towards uh, at the moment that he was dying, but his belief did not benefit him. The people of Yunus alayhi salam believed as the punishment came close, their belief did benefit them. فَلَوْلَا كَانَتْ قَرِيَةٌ آمَنَتْ فَنَفَعَهَا إِيمَانُهَا إِلَّا قَوْمَ يُونُسَ لَمَّا آمَنُوا كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُمْ عَذَابَ الْخِزْيِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَمَتَّعْنَاهُمْ إِلَى حِينَ There has not been a single city that believed, so its faith benefited except the people of Yunus. When they believed, we removed from them the punishment of disgrace in worldly life and gave them enjoyment for a time. So what was different about the people of Yunus? Yunus alayhi salam had left them prematurely and they still had some sincerity in their heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew they were sincere when they turned back to him, when the clouds of punishment gathered before them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew there was still some sincerity left in them. And also Yunus had left them prematurely. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted their repentance and Yunus came back to their people and guided them and led them. These stories are a forerunner to the Prophet ﷺ, who will soon be leaving Mecca after 13 years of preaching. The next surah is Surah Hud. The Prophet ﷺ described it uh, in a hadith narrated by Abu Bakr that Hud turned his hair grey. There is a verse in this surah so powerful, so uh, effective that the impact on the Prophet ﷺ was that some of his hair actually turned grey after reciting this verse. The Prophet ﷺ was now facing the most difficult year of his life, the year of sorrow, when his wife Khadija died, when his protector, uh, political uh, patron Abu Talib died, and the Prophet ﷺ had returned from Ta'if, being stoned and attacked. So this surah now paints the scene where the believers are faced with extreme provocation, and they have the potential to fall into two main errors. They could either violently lash out and be reckless, or they could compromise and give up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse calls the Prophet ﷺ to the right course of action. And this is the verse which caused his hair to turn grey. فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ وَمَنْ تَابَ مَعَكَ فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ وَمَنْ تَابَ مَعَكَ وَلَا تَتْغَوْ إِنَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا فَتَمَسَّكَمُ النَّارُ وَمَا لَكُمْ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مِنْ أَوْلِيَاءَ ثُمَّ لَا تُنْصَرُونَ So remain steadfast as you have been commanded. Remain steadfast as you have been commanded and those who have turned back with you. And do not transgress. Indeed, he is seeing of what you do. And do not incline towards those who do wrong lest you be touched by the fire and you would not have other than Allah any protector, then you would not be helped. 
Subhanallah, this verse sets out the methodology to be followed in the most difficult times. Be steadfast, be firm, and do not go to the two extremes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَتْغَوْ Do not transgress limits. The attacks we see in mainland Europe, in the UK, these are examples of going to an extreme. وَلَا تَتْغَوْ Do not lash out, do not be reckless. But then the other extreme is to compromise and give up your values and give up your message. And there is a breathtaking imagery here. وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا فَتَمَسَّكُمُ النَّارُ And do not incline towards those who do wrong, lest you be touched by the fire. The imagery of slightly leaning towards them, but then the feeling of being burnt by fire quickly causing you to go back to the straight path and straighten yourself up. It's a very profound and effective imagery. Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah said, Glory be to the one who made the balance between the two don'ts. Don't transgress and don't compromise. Be steadfast and be strong. Allah then illustrates this principle with the story of Nuh alayhi salam. How for 950 years he patiently called his people to Islam and he continued to call them without transgressing, without going to the two limits. There is also the heart-rendering story of Nuh alayhi salam and his son. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised Nuh alayhi salam his family would be saved. Nuh misunderstood this to include his son and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrected him that Nuh's son is not from his family. He is not from your family, very his work is unrighteous. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned Nuh of making such a request again. This shows us that even the prophets can be affected by parental love to cause them to say something or make a decision which they later regret. Of course, Nuh had made no sin. He had misunderstood the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there is a warning here about parental love not affecting our judgment.